welcome back to another edition of Two Dudes, The Adventures of Manny and Scott. I'm Scott. And I'm Manny. And we're, uh, we took a few weeks break for the holidays. Um, our last episode was episode eight. We had a very special guest, my little sister Amanda. Had a great time with her on the show. Uh, had a lot of good stuff to talk about. Hopefully you guys have listened to that. Um, we definitely are glad that uh, our listenership, I guess if that's what you'd call it, has increased. I think, what do we have now, 30 plus listeners now? Yeah, maybe 31 plus. <laughs> 31 plus, maybe. Uh, maybe we're being generous, we don't know. But um, anyway, we thank you guys. Uh, we'll throw some shout outs later in, in this podcast. But the main focus, I guess, of our podcast today is um, a long, long time ago, Manny and I took a trip to our very first professional game in Seattle. So we're gonna talk about that and then we're probably gonna morph into uh, talking about some of the famous athletes that we've met in our lives, and Manny has more stories than I do on that front. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's kind of the direction of our show, so we're glad you're with us, and here we go. So Manny. Yep. We took a trip a long, long time ago, fresh out of high school. What, 91? Yeah, yeah, June, June of 91, um, to our first professional game up in Seattle, we went to the Kingdome. The Mariners uh, were still playing in the Kingdome. They didn't change yeah. until July of '99. It was a big. It was a like really exciting for us because we were just. I don't know. We were out of high school and and I was just got a new car and don't laugh, but it was like a '91 <laughs> Ford Festiva. Great, yes, that much. I can hear the listeners laughing. Oh, there. they're laughing. But it's not what you drive, really. Right. It's who's driving. Exactly. But I remember we were just, we packed it up with the cooler, and I think we got some munchies. I think it was like, what, candy and sandwiches and... And, and Oreos. And Oreos. And think about that Festiva. It didn't have an air con. Now, where we live at, we have to go through, up to Seattle, we have to go through a place called the Dalles in, in Oregon. And going through there in June without air con was... Not fun. Not pleasant. <laughs> Not just, pleasant. Especially when you start seeing like the heat waves coming off the creek, the concrete and stuff like that. And it, I remember rolling the windows down. What did you say? I don't know. What I don't know. Just keep going, man. You to the next town. But our, I mean, our mission was to go catch the Mariners game, and that was just one of the most memorable moments because it was like our first major league baseball game, and. And I just remember getting there and mm-hmm. and do you remember driving like from the south as we were approaching Seattle and seeing the skyscrapers and the space yes yeah, so it was like time? it was an odd it was cool it was hard looking at all that and driving at the same time watching the road I was it was very overwhelming because of all the traffic I've never I was never used yeah, to that so much traffic and um but trying to park at the kingdom, we didn't even park in a like regular parking spot. It was like a dirt, it's, like patch of land. We parked where I think Safeco Field currently is. Is I that really? They, they yeah, because it was a dirt. Um, there was railroad tracks right there as part That's of the right. industrial section. Um, yeah, right where it's either where the kingdom or the I'm sorry, where Safeco was being built. In fact, I think that I'm pretty sure that's where it was, and very close to where the new Seahawks stadium is right mm. now. Yeah, that is crazy. So. We got pictures of that. We should post some of that on our on our fan page. <laughs> oh, that's right. Just to show like 
But I mean, we did. It, it was it was awesome. We parked there, and it was just so overwhelming. I mean, the building I'd never seen anything, you know, that huge. Yeah, just on TV, we'd seen games on TV. Yeah, it was just crazy. It was all, um, like it was it was, like ceramic everywhere. It's not like a typical baseball field where you see grass, concrete. concrete. Yes, yeah, so it was yeah. all concrete. Everywhere. And uh, I just remember going up to the ramp and stuff, and it was, the ramps go all the way around, and and uh, you know, it, it, there was no stairs. I just it was, you got a ramp. There's ramps here and there. Yeah, it's funny because there's a guy at work. Uh, he used to work at the Kingdom. Oh, cool! And uh, he used to do with all the, uh, uh, like the the all the foods and and like he like delivered the you know um, bread and, and meats and everything. But it's cool. I talked to him about the Kingdom, like the old days. Mm-hmm. He remembers it too. But I just remember going in there and seeing all these people, just bunch of people getting ready for the game. And I don't know about you, but. Um, the first thing that I recognized was the smell. Mm-hmm. The smell of the food. Yeah. The smell of uh, cotton candy and yeah. hot dogs popcorn. and popcorn. Yeah. And I was just trying to take everything in. You're like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. This is before we even saw the field. Yeah. You we know? were just walking on the ramps. Just to and I re- remember hearing... They would have like TV screens all over, mm-hmm. and, and Dave Niehaus on the radio. Yes, Dave Niehaus pumped throughout the whole kingdom. Uh huh. Awesome. And my brothers and I used to listen to Niehaus as kids, <laughs> and we used to hear all of the all of the Mariners games we could on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That's a shout out to you, brother Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bob. <laughs> and we finally found our the tunnel to yes. get to our seats. Do and, you- do you remember that first step out from the, the tunnel looking out on the field? I took it in really... It, to me right now, if I think about it, it's like slow motion. Mm-hmm. The ramp kind of went up to where the seats were at. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I saw was, for me, what I took in was green. Mm-hmm. It was the, 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 the green was a... Was a like like a, It was bright. It was like an... A grin that you don't think of. It was. It was. It, it was kind of like almost. It, oh, I hate to use the word neon, but I mean it was. <laughs> it was that bright. Yeah, the artificial turf. Yes, but I remember going up to the ramp and I just saw the concrete ceiling, and then all of a sudden you're leveling, and then you saw the green. It was all green, and just picturing the whole place, and there was. Was the game already started at that time? I don't think it was started, but it was about to. And I remember you and I looking at each other like we had just realized, like, we've been talking about baseball a long time. We had always said when we were, used to play together because we mm-hmm. played on the same teams as kids. And I remember, you know, we'd watch Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes they'd come to the kingdom mm-hmm. once in a great while. And... They had Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. on the team at the time, which he was already, we already knew he was going to be. He was there for, he was playing uh, like two years. Two or three years in, yeah. yeah. And I remember, just because we talked about it on the drive up, mm-hmm. and we were saying, dude, we're going to our first major league game. Yeah, well, we came prepared. We took our gloves, our baseball yes, gloves. we did. <laughs> That's a good memory. <laughs> God, we did. And I remember you and I walking in, and at that moment, I remember looking for the first time. We're in a major league baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. 
and we're looking at each other. We're looking at the bright green, bright lights, big city. Yeah. <laughs> we're 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, dude, we're here. We're at a major league park. And I know it's not dorky to some people, but at that age, we drove ourselves. We didn't fly. We drove ourselves. We went and stayed with a buddy who was graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had just done that a couple days before. And that was our trip. That was like our senior trip. Right. And so we cruised up, and I remember looking at you, you and I looking at each other like, dude, we're here. Like, that's all, we didn't say anything. We just looked at each other, and then looked at the field and went, oh my God, there's Griffey. There's Griffey, dude. Yeah. You see Griffey's right down there. Mm-hmm. And it was a Red Sox. It was the Red Sox. and it was like a Thursday game. It was a Thursday game. It was during, during the week. And I remember just being so excited. I was trying to, you know, uh, Talk to the people around us that were sitting <laughs> around us and stuff, yep. and then the you could hear in a vaguely you could hear in the distance the peanut guy. Yo, the peanut guy! Yes. And everybody was all excited for this peanut guy. Yes. And I just looked at you. You looked at me like, "What's why? Why is everybody excited about a peanut, guy? peanut guy?" But this peanut guy was like uh, really excited. He was. He was, awesome. he was the. Uh, enthusiastic about his job and he, the way he delivered the peanuts if there were a bag of peanuts to the people who bought he would like throw them like you know like, like rows like rows <laughs> away like distances like you'd throw them like behind his back and and he would hit him right in the hands right in the hands I'm like man why isn't this guy playing yeah this guy's good it's real good <laughs> and he kind of looked like Ozzy good Smith. and terrible <laughs> But no, I mean, the guy was just like, man, everybody was all excited. Everybody's, you know, trying to um, get their money out of their wallet because of the peanut guy. Right. And I wasn't, I wanted something, you know, like a hot dog or something like that. Yeah. But because of that, I was like, dude, I'm getting my money. I want to get a, some yeah. peanuts from this guy. Peanuts, yeah. This guy was excited. He would throw so good <coughs> behind his back. We were laughing. Because we sat and watched him. We weren't watching the game for like five minutes. We are watching no. this guy. Yeah, we were just observing the the, yeah. the the whole place. And people would send their money, like they would hand their you know their dollars to the person next to them. They would just send it down the road. Like the guy couldn't walk to the people in the rows because the rows were so big <laughs> in the kingdom. And yeah, he would just throw it and then throw another two or three and then he'd collect the money and stand at the end of that rows and just get the money and then right. he'd go on to the next. Yeah. And he'd throw peanuts while he's waiting for the money. I mean... <laughs> The dude had to have made the Mariners money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we paid for it, right? Yeah, we, we did, yeah. Peanuts. We did. They were all... It, it, was, it was just... It oh, was funny. It was funny. But you know, and then we decided um, uh, to explore the, 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 the stadium yes. a little bit more. We, yes. We would go out to the outfield and and just... We just needed to walk around because it was just... It was... It was uh, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was too new for us. It was... It was yeah. It was one of the coolest things ever. It was it was awesome. That's that's still something that I do to this day. When I go to a new stadium, well, even if I go back, you know, when I went to Dodger Stadium this summer, I've been there three times before for games, and this is my fourth time, so it wasn't new. Mm-hmm. But I still find myself wanting to walk around and look around. I didn't as much this time. But at every stadium that I go to, even if I've been there before, I always walk around. Mm-hmm. I always take a trip around. And just taking the sites, look at the new vendors and the new shops that they have, things like that. I just like getting different perspectives on the game. Like Do you remember who games. won that game? I don't remember. I don't either. At the same time, probably the Red Sox. 
Mm-hmm. Wade Boggs was on the team, even though That's they weren't great. great. You know, they're not the Red Sox we think of today. Right. But they had just played the World Series. And, and Seattle was that. just barely starting out. Yeah. I mean, they had, like, what, Edgar Martinez was still in there? Uh, he may have been on that team. Was he? Yeah. We know Griffey was on that yeah, team. Yeah, Griffey that was, was before on Before Alex. Yeah. Um, but then the next... So we went to that game. It was a Thursday game. And then we talked about this, too. We were laughing about this. We wanted to go back because tickets for, like, outfield seats at the Kingdom were, like, five bucks. It was really cheap. Super cheap. And the friend that we were up to go watch his graduation wasn't until Saturday. So we had free time on Friday. And so we went back to the Kingdom the next day, and we watched the A's were in town. That's right. We had Conseco and McGuire. And the A's were awesome at the time. World champions yeah. at the time. Well, well actually, no... God, they did win. They, they won uh, the World Series in 88. Well, 88, the Dodgers beat them. Was it? Yeah, 88, the Dodgers beat them. Then they won in 89 against the Giants. Yeah, because the Dodgers beat them in 88. They beat the, the Giants in 89 because of the, they had the earthquake for game three. Mm-hmm. And then in 90, the Reds beat them. So in 91, they were still a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, McGuire, Conseco, Dennis Eckersley. Yeah, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. They uh, had a great team in '91. I don't, don't think. Yeah, they didn't get to the World Series that year. Henderson, Henderson was Henry, on. That. Yeah, Ricky was on the team. Exactly. Uh, Dave Henderson. Or not? That's right. Not not Ricky. Dave Henderson. Yeah. Dave Henderson was on the team. Um, it, 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 it's an awesome <laughs> thing back to those, those right. games. But I remember our main thing was Conseco and McGuire. Yeah, the Bash Brothers. Yeah. And, like, and Conseco awesome. was one of my idols at that time. This is before. We knew about the roids, but <laughs> um, I had to do get his attention. Just you know, I was young. I was what eighteen and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you and I decided to go out in the outfield because he was playing out in the outfield, and we ended up getting his attention. And he just waved at us, which was probably one of the coolest things. That was cool. That I that I, that I remember. That was very cool. But it's fun looking back at those times. First major league games, uh, you know, we got to see back to back, and we went back the next year too, um, and uh, watched the Orioles. So we got to see Cal Ripken play, that's right, which was phenomenal. Um, so we got some really good games for our first three major league games being that long ago. We got to see some damn good players, and of course Griffey was there, and you know, uh, we saw Randy Johnson pitch, pitch I think against the Orioles. Right? Yeah, I was a. I mean, some of, we saw some Hall of Famers. Yeah. A lot of people can't say that they... <laughs> I, I mean, which one of the coolest things ever. And we appreciated it. I remember at the time we talked about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know Griffey was going to be a Hall of Famer yet. Right. But we were like, God, Griffey's such a stud, man. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And he's like Mike Trout today. You know, we all know he's going, but he's not there yet. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things where we were like, oh, but look, we got Wade Boggs with the Red Sox. You know, we got, you know, Conseco McGuire and all the other A's. And to think about it, man, we were 18. Yeah, it's 18. weird. It's weird. In a big city. By ourselves. Little Mocosos. <laughs> and we're just like, you know, like, man, this is all new to us. I'm surprised mm-hmm. our parents let us do it. Yeah. I mean, but they trusted us. Hey, shout out to our parents. Definitely. Let's go. <laughs> we experienced, you know, that. So, But I mean, okay, so you, that was our first one. Yeah. Um. You've been through a lot of baseball. So which one's your favorite? Oh, gosh. Dude, that is a hard question to answer. Like, you've been to a lot more than I have. Well, and it's been a lot just in the last five years. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I've been before, you know, like, you know, usually go to a Mariners game every year, if not two. Mm-hmm. 
And that's been happening pretty much since, you know, I've got the late 90s, like the last 20 years or so. So, you know, got to see a few more games in the Kingdom. Uh, took our little, my little brother Dave and little sister Amanda back in the day. Saw an interleague game with the Dodgers and the Mariners nice. in the Kingdom. I remember I recorded that game, and it was a phenomenal game. It was just unreal. Uh, Edgar ends up hitting a home run. Griffey homers, Piazza homers, Alex Rodriguez homers. All these guys in that game homered. Um, I didn't think Eric Was Ichiro playing with them? <clears throat> no, it was right before Ichiro started. Okay. But, uh, like a year or two before, but it was phenomenal to see that. It was one of the last games I saw in the Kingdom. Because mm-hmm. they were literally building Safeco. I remember going outside and taking pictures of Safeco as it was being oh, built. Wow. Cranes were over there. There's no grass. It was just all the yeah, where we used to park. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, that's right. That had, that was where we used. Because I remember saying at the time, that's where we used to park. Now we can't park there for the games. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been to I've been to 15 major league stadiums now, um, and probably so I'm halfway done on my on my bucket list. Um, but gosh. It's it's such a hard it's such a hard thing because you know how much I love Wrigley right. and you've been there yes and it's such an amazing experience because you get not only the game and the the history of Wrigley Field but the neighborhood around it Wrigley yes Field. the people yeah the foods right the, the the just I don't know people have different traditions yeah the and atmosphere the atmosphere is great. and it's just like something like. I would rather go to an old school type stadium like Wrigley and, and you know, and Fenway and stuff like yep. that. I couldn't feel that same way if it was like over in Arizona or right. or you know, the Marlins. I just yeah. I I don't know. I'm still Or Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay even. I don't know if I would get that excited. Right. I think I'd rather go catch a flick or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's funny because Tampa Bay is now the you know, it's like Eventually, I'm going to go there because it's on my list. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, if I get that last, I'm fine. Like, I'm good. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but but like you said, there's other stadiums I'm just not that jazzed about. But <laughs> it'll be neat to go there. You right. Know? Um, but, dude, to answer your question, it's so hard to rank them because I love them all. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Not all. They're not all equal, like you said. You know, Arizona or whatever. I haven't been there yet, but yeah. It'll be neat, but no, it's not going to be in the top five, guaranteed. But it's so hard to rank because I've done your Wrigley a couple times. I've been to Fenway uh, for three games now, Wrigley twice. Uh, I went to Camden Yards this last summer, oh, wow. which was phenomenal. So, I mean, I got to say Wrigley and Fenway, those are the, the best. Oh, wow. I, I think they always will be mm-hmm. because, I mean, and you know this going to Wrigley is something different. The history. The, the history behind the people, it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, you you can't duplicate it. Yeah, it's, there's just so much history behind, you know, in those stadiums that you just like. Yeah. I mean, there used to be boxing matches and, and, and football games. Football games and and there's even a I've seen a picture of it. it's a rare picture of Wrigley, where there were ski slopes there. Really? Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Weird. I don't know. Like set up a little ski jump. Yes. Weird. It is crazy. But yeah. I mean stuff like that. Could you you sit there and you think, man, you know how many people are sitting here and right and it's just like man, there's so much all, history. All the players too. And you and I have talked about this over the years too. Babe Ruth has played in both those in yeah. Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. and he's played in Fenway many many times. <laughs> and you know, um, Shoes Joe Jackson 
has right. played in both. And um, there's something powerful about knowing that these people that played a hundred years ago, we've been in the same place they have. Yeah. You know, they were famous. They were. They still are. And that is a huge part of the draw. And then we both love baseball history. Obviously, we love today's players too. Right. But there's something about that draw to the historical uh, places. And, and Wrigley and Fenway are absolutely amazing. And I love Dodger Stadium too. That's the third oldest stadium, which is weird because it's only in the been, 60s. Yeah, it built in 62. So right. that doesn't, doesn't, that's not that old compared to Wrigley and Fenway, but it's the third oldest stadium right. now. And I, I love, you know, it's my team, my Dodgers. I love going to L.A. and mm-hmm. I love going to Dodger Stadium. I've been to four games there now. It's awesome. But I don't have that same historical, nostalgic feel. It's just cool. I'm in Dodger Stadium. It's my boys. It's my team. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But when I go to Fenway or when I've gone to Wrigley, I feel something. I feel that historical, like, giddiness like right. oh this is so cool I mean like the <laughs> oldest stadium yeah so that feeling that we got when we went to the kingdom right do you experience that feeling every time you visit a new stadium I do I do yeah cause even like Camden Yards this summer when I, when I went back in June um that's that's been on our our list for a long time and Camden um you know it's a relatively new stadium I think it was 92 when it was mm-hmm. built so it's not old, old, but that was a thrill walking into there and just walking around and historic Baltimore and just, I don't know, there's something about it too, even though it wasn't the classic stadiums of Fenway or Wrigley, but it was just amazing. So I still do get that feeling no matter what. And I went to a Nationals game, you know, across town in, in DC three days later uh, with my aunt and uncle and we had a great time and I still got that feeling there, even though Nationals Park is only 10 years old. Mm-hmm. It's built in 2008, so it's not like even, I mean, some people, that seems old, but it's only 10 years, but I got giddy walking into that field, too, and I do that every field, even if it's not a team I care about, you know, like the Nationals, right. <laughs> but it was cool to walk in, I walked the whole stadium, um, and took pictures, and my Uncle Gary walked around there with me, um, and it's just, it's awesome, I do that with every field, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh like being down in Houston, you know, summer of 17, and uh, meeting up with uh, your brother Mikey. And That's he, right. he joined me for a game down there. So what are they doing with the Apps Dome now? Um, I don't I, I don't know. I think... I thought it's still they, up. I thought they tore it down, hmm. like in a different section of town, but I, I honestly wasn't in Houston more than just that day. Let me ask you this. What stand you wish you could have visited when it's, that is, doesn't exist oh, anymore? That's, that's a good one. Evans Field. Evansville in Brooklyn, New York. If oh. I could have seen that, dude. Oh, just to see the Brooklyn Dodgers play, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, you know, I mean, Gil Hodges, uh, Pee Wee Reese, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Sandy Koufax, even before you know, before LA, even. But um, just to see those guys and and see that field that was tucked into this neighborhood, tight little neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York. You right. Know? Oh, I, that to me, if we could ever time travel, and you and I have talked about this too, That's right. if we could ever time travel, I just want to go there for a game. I, I, wouldn't, I won't talk to anybody. I know that sounds impossible, but I won't talk to anybody. <laughs> I'll get a bleacher seat. I'll just get a hot dog and some popcorn mm-hmm. and a soda and Pepsi. And I'll sit in the outfield and just relish it in and just take it on and just relish the time being there. Let me ask you this. Would you dress the era too? 
I would. If I, it was like that. The 40s? Yes. I would love, or the 50s even? Yeah. I would love that would it. be fun. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. What about you? If you Same did... thing. It would be the Ebbets Field. That There's is... so much history there. Yeah. And I think that would be one of the, the best stadiums to visit. Absolutely. Um, and maybe the old Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yan- old yeah. Yankee Stadium would be cool, too. So, that'd be kind of cool to see. Yeah. But. I would love to, yeah, I would love to go back to see some of those. Um, and it sounds kind of funny, but even original Comiskey Park. The original one, huh? Yeah. I yeah. think that one, even though that's not Wrigley Field. Right. You know, but knowing that Shoeless Joe Jackson played in Comiskey yeah. yeah. way back in the day, there's kind of a... I don't know. There's a connection of a nostalgia there. And we watched them on TV. That's you know, true. In Comiskey, even though we watched more Cubs games growing up than White yeah. Sox games. But WGN did cover both. They did. I don't know. Like That's not at the top of my list, but if we could go back, I think Comiskey Field would be fun to just go <laughs> check it out. Oh, God. Tiger Stadium. Oh, that's right. The original Tiger Stadium. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. See? Duh. <laughs> yeah. Tiger Stadium. Yeah. Again, never been to Detroit. That's on my list still. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit Rock City. That is a place that I don't have a really like a desire, like a burning, like, oh, I can't wait to get to Detroit. But if we could go back in time and go to Tiger yeah. Stadium, that'd be cool. Didn't they film uh, The Natural there? Um, they may have done some scenes there, but I think... I could be wrong. I know. I think as far as I know, they filmed it at some... I want to say they filmed it at like a triple A stadium, but it looks a lot like yeah, old like Tiger yeah, the old Tiger Stadium because the, the, the they had the yeah, the lighting. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the outfield stands look a lot like it, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they were trying to go for. But I don't know if they got permission or they couldn't get permission for Detroit. I don't know, but yeah, there's there's just so many cool things with uh, your first. Uh, we can't talk about the oh, oh sorry go yeah ahead. the first time we <laughs> no. The first time you've met a uh, major league a player. Oh boy. Okay, this is where I mean cuz you've met a ton more athletes, professional athletes than yeah. I, but the first one I want to say And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw you a curve though. Okay. Go ahead. You answer your Well, I bet you you've you, you've met him prior to what you're about to say. Okay. I was either, well, we could go back. We could go back in time. Uh, we could go the, back in time to the Olympics. Way back. <laughs> way way back. Are you thinking the Olympic team of 88? Yeah, well, that was one. Okay. But that's not Jim who I'm Abbott, thinking. Those guys? Uh, it was Jim Abbott, uh, uh, Ruben Ventura. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ty Griffin. Ty Griffin. Mm-hmm. There's some other ones. Poole. Uh, ben McDonald. Ben McDonald. Pitcher for the so, Orioles. Yeah. But no. I'm not talking about not that. Talking about, okay. No, so that, that was in 88. That was... We were little kids. We got to go to that here in Boise. Yes. They played at Weigel Field. Weigel Field. Exhibition. Yes. Ricky Henderson used to play on that field. Yeah. That's where he started. It's yeah. crazy. So it was like... Yeah. So that was the first, I think, time I actually met professional... Well, they weren't professional then. They were Olympic guys. They played in the 88 Olympics. But I think in uh, the first professional... I want to say one of the first professional ones I met was in Seattle. Alvin Davis... He's part of the Hall of Fame in Seattle, Seattle's Team Hall of Fame. Great, nice guy, super mm-hmm. cool guy, and great player, too. But I think it was after the game, we were waiting outside for autographs. Mm-hmm. It was me and uh, my ex-wife and my little sister, Amanda, and, and brother Dave, and we walked out, and he comes walking up, he signed some autographs for us, and talked with us for a minute. 
I, I'm going to say... You throw me a curveball? I'm going to throw you a curveball. I don't think that's your first. Oh, or my last. Or your last. <laughs> what was... Go ahead. Lay it on me. I'm going to say... And, and, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, duh. Uh, Mike Garman. Mike, of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. You want to go ahead and explain uh, Mike Garman was a local baseball player. We actually oh, wow. played baseball with his son, and uh, he would go to all our uh, minor league games. And, uh, uh, and Babe Ruth, too. He yes, Babe Ruth Babe and stuff. Yeah. So we're good friends with his son and stuff. But he he played major league. He played with the Dodgers, Cardinals, uh, Red, Sox. Red Sox, Cubs, Cubs too. Right. Dodgers. He got all the great teams. I think he pitched in the World Series. One inning, I believe. 77 or 78. Yeah, so yeah. I'm good. But, yeah, yeah, he was the first one. And, and I just remember playing, and our buddy, he would play first, I would play second. And <laughs> I was just like, man, I didn't know your dad played for the pros. <laughs> but, no, but that was, that was our... That, I would say that was the first one. That was our very first one. And actually, what's funny about that, that was a great, a great, well-played, sir. My dad... He goes back with with uh, with Garmin with my Garmin. He uh, um, used to catch for him when they were in I think you know junior high and, and in the high mm. school. And uh, you know he'd always talk about you know how hard he threw and you know mm. being a local boy, making it good, making it big into the pros was amazing because you know coming from Idaho, that's hard to do. Right. Had a few people from Idaho go pro, but especially back in the day, it just didn't happen very often. Right. And so when our parents would tell us about this, you know, when we were little kids, we were like, you know, starstruck. Like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and it's still rare. Um, not as rare as it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but whatever. But, yeah, you're right. That was the first yeah, one. Yeah, that was the first one. Now, let me ask you, when was or who was your first professional athlete outside of Garmin? Who was your uh, Bobby Doerr. Bobby Doerr. Uh, Hall Red of Famer Sox. for the Red Sox. I actually had uh, lunch with them. Uh in 86, I was just a kid. Hall and, of Famer. Yes, I sat right across from him. And we had, uh, uh, it was like a local Mexican uh, restaurant here. And I didn't know who he was. He was he was an older gentleman. And people were asking for his autograph. And they took some of us little leaguers to have lunch with him. And That's I sat so right across, cool. right across, like literally right across that the table so cool. from him. And uh, he signed a, a baseball for me. And some photos, and and uh, I went home and did some research. And Bobby Doerr, you know, he played for the Red Sox and wow. was a Hall of Famer. So that was in '86. Oh, that is so so cool. Yeah. And he, second baseman, right? Yeah. Second baseman. He just passed away. Almost. Yeah, he passed away. I think a year or two ago. Just yeah, not long. He lived into his nineties. Yeah, he had you know, he had big bucket of win. I mean, yeah. he lived lived a long life. From Oregon, I believe, right? Uh, Oregon yes. Originally? Yes. Yeah, Oregon yeah. kid. Um, one of the other, one of the, okay, I'll, I'll say this, one of the guys that was on my mind as far as a um, big star, big player, Hall of Famer that I've met in person a couple times, Harmon Killebrew. Oh, yeah. And that is a funny, it's a funny story in my family because my dad's family, Harmon Killebrew, you, you know this already, but for our listeners, Harmon Killebrew's family is from Payette, Idaho. And again, for a kid from Payette, Idaho, is even more rare mm-hmm. than a kid from Caldwell to get to the pros. It's still amazing that some kid from Idaho made it to the right. pros. But that was back in the 
50s, long before we were on this earth. But Harmon Killebrew is a Hall of Famer, and he's an amazing talent, amazing guy. Well, Dad used to tell us um, that when we were kids, um, legend has it in our in our childhood <laughs> memories, uh, my brothers and sisters remember this, he would give us balls and bats to go out and play in the yard or go play in the park with, and uh, apparently years later he told us um, that those were signed by Harmon Killebrew. Oh, man. Which we all looked at him with, like, our draws dropped. Like, why did you let us play with those bats and balls? And Dad was like, well, we could get his autograph anytime we want. Because, you know, Killaroos know each other. The Loonies know each other. So it's not a big deal. And it, we all were, like, looking at him like, Dad, we were, like, 12. Why did you let us play with those? Because, you know, they're, those could have been worth a lot of money. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. And and Harvin Killaroos passed away, you know, six, seven years ago maybe eight years ago now and uh, I had a chance to meet him a few other times um, along the way along this journey and nicest nicest guy um, and uh, again dad said that when they were kids they used to go in the off season to pay ed because our families knew their family and and they'd have dinners together and when my dad was a little boy or a teenager and so it's it's kind of neat to see that family link there well a few years ago um, I uh, went up to visit my Uncle Ray and, and, and Aunt uh, Marianne up in Seattle and took in a Mariners game, of course, while I was up there. Um, but I, I spent some time with them, and they were really good friends with the Killer Brews, and my Uncle Ray, a great Uncle Ray, him and, Kill and Harmon were best friends growing up. And uh, they would travel and, and watch his games back in the 60s, 50s and 60s, and, um, and uh, they stayed friends lifelong. In fact, uh, Uncle Ray spoke at his funeral um, here. Oh, know, I didn't know that. I think it was 2010, 2011, I think is when he passed. Um, yeah, I spoke at his funeral, and, and they had one in Scottsdale, Arizona, and one in Payette, and I went to the one in Payette. And um, just, uh, the Killebrews were great. Harmon was a super, super friendly guy. Um, but yeah, he, I think he's the only Hall of Famer that I've met. Have you met any other, besides Door, Bobby, you met Harmon. Too, right? Yeah, yeah, briefly um, met him, nicest guy. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, for the listeners who don't know who Killebrew is, and he played for the Twins, mm -hmm. but when you went to the Twin Stadium, yeah, did they have anything there? That yes. Oh, dude, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, oh, man. Back in 2013, I went on this great adventure. I met this girl named Bridget. Um, we're just travel buddies. We went a lot of places that year. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Um, again, that maybe could be its own podcast another time. But um, she lived in Minneapolis, and New Twin Stadium is just beautiful. And again, this is five years ago. And uh, we drove up to the stadium. She had corporate passes. Uh, it's Target Field. Um, she had these corporate passes, like 250 bucks each um, that she could get access to. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. So we drive up. Behind the stadium, we're about an hour before the game. Uh, get out of her her jeep, hand the keys off to the valet. I, I I was driving, so I was like, "What do we do here?" You know, <laughs> just like you just give them the keys, and we don't have to park it. I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is cool." So we walk in behind the stadium, and underneath the stadium is like this white tablecloth, fancy restaurant that we walk into, and. All the food there is free for us because we had corporate tickets. Okay, my first experience in any stadium that was like this. 
It was deluxe. It was all crazy paid for deluxe. Didn't pay a dime for it, uh, or we didn't anyway. Um, but our company, you know, gave her these tickets for the night. But um, we go in there. They've got TVs, you know, flat screens everywhere. Um, you got the radio broadcast being played. The the you know the, the TV broadcast is silent. Um, you've got white tablecloth. You know, there's prime rib. There's everything you want to eat. You just walk up and grab it, and then go back to your table. And then, you know, you could order beer and wine from your table. They bring it to you. Everything is great. Um, but walking into that restaurant was a Harmon Killebrew statue. And, and keep in mind, he, he hadn't played for the Twins since the 70s. Played for the Washington Senators before that. That's then right. played for the Twins. They had retired his number in the stadium. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. But his number's retired there, retired there in the stadium, uh, along with Jackie Robinson's. And this statue is right there as you walk in from the back side of the stadium into this restaurant, this fancy restaurant. And I kind of got a little emotional. There's a little bit of me that went, an Idaho boy is got, has his There was a little bit of pride there. Yeah, that. yeah. Wow. And, and knowing that that, you know, that, that was Harmon Killebrew and, and the family connection, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It did. It made me a little emotional. And, uh, you know, I remember looking at Bridget and she's like, wow, this hit you kind of hard. I said, no, I just, I'm, I'm proud. I mean, this is pretty neat to be in this whole environment. Like, this uh -huh. is all great. But this makes me proud. Like, it made me cry a little bit. Like, he's got the statue to him at this brand new stadium that he's never played in before. I've never even seen the place. Maybe not have ever been. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, isn't I was, there like a, 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 a seat out somewhere? I don't know. I heard there was a, like a seat. I don't know if it's at the mall. Okay, maybe. Or the old stadium was, where he hit one of the longest balls out there. I've heard of that, and I don't know. I, I and I went to the Mall of America a couple of times. Yeah. While I was in Minneapolis, and it's huge. I didn't see it, but I I think you're right. I think I might have to a, look that up because I thought I heard yeah. something like that. And that see, it's still where it's at. It's like above everything. Like it's not a stadium anymore. It's like at a, like on a wall, like way up in the sky or. Something like that. Like in the mall? Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. Of where it used to be. Yes. Of where that stadium used yes. to sit. Yeah, and that, I've read something about that. I think I think you're right. Um, but it was, that stadium experience was phenomenal. I remember just a little side note, we'll move on, but a little side note after we had dinner. You know, the game's starting at this point, you know. We're just getting started. We're, we're finishing up dinner, you know, fancy dinner. Um, <laughs> then on your way up to your seat, oh, we walked by the batting cages. There's underground batting cages. Uh -huh. So the twins were down there. Some of the twins are still taking BP, you know, because the game, you know, was just getting underway. And uh, I'm like, oh, there's Joe Maurer. He's taking batting practice. <laughs> that's pretty cool, you know. That's neat. And he just retired. Oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> that's pretty neat. <laughs> that's pretty neat. Can I get some more of that lobster over yeah, there? Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back, Joe. But... Uh, <laughs> But no, what was cool, and most people are going to think this is the dumbest thing to remember, but I think it's hilarious, and I was in love. I walked up, because as you're walking to your seats, you can grab water bottles, you can grab Pepsi, you can grab whatever, whatever you want, but the coolest thing to me was they had candy dispensers that you could fill up, like, containers, like, you know those Chinese food containers, uh -huh. where they pull the top and yeah. the little handle? Yeah, they had those there. And totally free. And you know I love M&M's. They had a whole big M&M dispenser. They had like uh, hot tamales. 
They had, so uh, did you mix it all up? Oh, dude. You I pile did. it up? Oh, I loaded a couple of those things <laughs> up. I bet you did. <laughs> the game's just getting started. We don't want to have to come back. That's, what, that's, the, <laughs> that's the way to think. That's right. And she had she was, she was had room in her purse. And so like, yeah, <laughs> so, so you doubled pants. up. I was like, here. You know how you like baseball? Exactly. You, you just turned two. <laughs> exactly. For the people out there. Yeah. I turned two right there. Yeah, so I had M&M's. I gave... Bridget, I'm like, hey, store those for later in the game when you get hungry for some mm-hmm. chocolate. You know, yeah, it, but it's funny because I was like a kid in a candy store, literally. I was like, this is all free. Wow. Yeah. So we walked out, did that. We ended up coming back down, I think, during the sixth or seventh inning. Yeah, seventh inning stretch. Although we could, we could order beer and wine and food from our seats, which we did mm-hmm. during the game. But I came back down because you could just get whatever you wanted. Man. And I'm like... Okay, this is that was like a perfect day. Too cool. It was a perfect day. And then the very next day, we drove to Chicago to watch over go to Wrigley's to watch the Cubs and Dodgers. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, and that, and that we've talked about or we'll talk about it another time. But yeah, it was an unbelievable weekend. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Now, I mean, you know, most stadiums have like the the seventh inning stretch. Right. And they have different types of uh, music or traditions or whatever. Right. Um, when I was at Wrigley, they had uh, and they would sing uh, "Take Me Out to the Ballpark," and uh, uh, they had Vince Vaughn, the actor, sing that song. Right. Now you've been through all these stadiums. But, what unusual uh, seventh inning stretch have you oh, experienced? Wow, that is tough. Because the Wrigley ones are always funny. Right. You never know who you're gonna get. Right. And we didn't get Vince Vaughn or anybody. I think we had just the, the two games. I went one. I went that next day after the Twins game. Uh, it was a Saturday, Dodgers and Cubs. Sometimes they show like the old Harry Carey video. Yeah, yeah, they do, and they and they showed that for one time because the person that sang that day, I don't even remember, it wasn't a big star, anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went back to Chicago about a month later, went to another game at Wrigley, and again, same time they didn't have any star performer that you or mm-hmm. I would know of. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of the. There hasn't been anything that sticks out. To Fenway me. usually has interesting ones, don't they? Fenway does too, where they sometimes have kids come out and they'll sing the, the the seventh inning stretch. But I honestly nothing, not one sticks out to me except for Wrigley Field being there the the two times because you know how special that is. Mm-hmm. Everybody's up. Mm-hmm. They sometimes play the video of Harry Carey back from back in the day when we were kids and we used to watch him. Right. And be let's go, let's yeah, go. Some and runs. now, since he's passed away, they usually have like special guests or yeah. special uh, celebrity or, or, or past athlete that would sing the seventh inning stretch. But you know, there's other stadiums that have different traditions, yeah. And they, they don't have to sing that song, but they always have but something, they always, yeah. But so. they do, and it, but it, it doesn't feel as good as, a, as it feels at Wrigley, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Because being at Wrigley and singing that with the people. And the Cubs fans and just just being in that environment, right. I have not had a seventh inning stretch that feels better than the two I did at Wrigley Field. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Fenway's cool, right? You know, um, but they do. I'll say this. I'll add this. In Fenway, I think it's starting the eighth inning because they don't. The seventh inning, you see, take me out to the ball game, but in the eighth inning, I think is when they do "Sweet Caroline" by Neil Diamond. Yes. Ba ba ba. And so, yeah, they do that, and that is awesome. But I'm trying to remember. i got to say, I've been to Fenway like three different times. 
I think it was eighth inning when 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 they do that when we all get up and sing that. So that's really cool. That's a great experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, Fenway and Wrigley, those are the, the two, two the two up there. Yeah, huh? they do it right. Now when you go, to, you know, like to all these places, do yeah. you do what the locals do? I mean, when in Rome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. When in you Rome. like. At Wrigley, you know, they they have like the old set, old style beer. Yes. You got to get an old style beer because yeah, everybody I mean, does it. Even though it's not the best beer no, we've ever had. No, it sucks like crap, but, yeah. you know, you got to get a hot dog and, yep. you know, an old style beer old because style everybody, craft. that's, that's you know, exactly. one in Rome. So one what about Rome. other places where you just like, oh, I'm going to try this because yes. everybody's doing it. My first time, that's, the, and I did at, at, at Wrigley like you did. You got to do old style and a Chicago dog. It's mm-hmm. just the way. And the dog, Chicago dogs are as good, if not better, than advertised. Yeah. Um, Fenway Frank. I've I've done. I think I've only done one Fenway Frank. I've been to three games out there. Only one Fenway Frank because one one's good. What about the Dodger dog? I've done a Dodger dog. Um, God, again, I think I've done two Dodger dogs. In the four games I've been to, I think I've done two Dodger Dogs. It's good. That kind of sounds perverted. Two Dodger Dogs. I've done. I've I've consumed. (laughs) But I'll say this. The weirdest part of that, and I'm going to ask you this too. uh, The weirdest food at the ballpark. Seattle Manors have this thing that they started in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, That they had... uh, Fried grasshoppers that you could buy for four dollars. What? Yep. Um, fried grasshoppers, and they were, you know, they they just uh, deep fry them, and they give you the sauce to dip them in. So, you know, one spicy, one non spicy. And I was with a buddy of mine, Kyle. Uh, shout out to Kyle. Uh, we got up there with his brother, and you know, had a few beverages before the game out in Edgar's Cantina. Um, and then we decided, uh, or Kyle decided, dude, we got to try these. And I'm like, no, nah, not a fan, dude, not a fan. Um, I'm a texture guy. Right. I don't think I can put a grasshopper. I just go, yeah. he's like, dude, went in Rome. And so he said that. He went in Rome. So we're like, fine, forget it. Yeah, let's do it. And so, um, yeah, and I don't, I don't need to do that again. It was all right, but I don't need to do that again. <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah. 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 You know, so, <laughs> so what about you? What's the what's the strangest ballpark food or the most ugh. unique ballpark food maybe you had? I've ever had. Well, it wasn't at a baseball game. Okay. It was at. Uh, I would have to say it was at the Quest Field up in Seattle. Nice. It was a it was a it was a football game actually, and um, it was it was a hot dog, but it was what was added to it. Oh, and uh, explain. Well, they have a, they have this one. I I don't recall what it was called, but I just remember having a, a lot of weird spicy cheese and, but it wasn't cheese. It was like <laughs> it was more like uh, like neon queso. Yeah, well, it wasn't queso, but it was like uh, um, almost like a. I don't even know if our listeners would know, but you know what's like special, like fry sauce, but yeah. it wasn't fry sauce, <laughs> but it had like, uh, like horseradish and I'm not really into horse. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it was bad. I don't know what it was called. It's it still it, wasn't good. I don't like eating anything that I don't recognize. <laughs> so, insane. and I just took, it was one of those where you just buy it and go, well, I wasted money off of that and just kind of just great. dumped it. 
Right. He's like, yeah, beer, bar. <laughs> he just kind of wash it down. To the bar. So, but I, I, I don't even know what it was called. To be yeah. honest with you, it was, it's been years ago. But I, it was, it was that. I just know I couldn't finish. I can't even swallow it. That's, but oh man, that's funny. That's funny. All right, what about? Let's go back to uh, famous athlete. Famous athlete. Yes. Well, fa- or, or, um, or yeah. Give give us name a name a few. Uh, geez, I've met. Start with the famous with the most. The greatest. Oh, I've met Muhammad Ali. Uh, that so was, you're still jealous of. <laughs> that was that was cool. Archie Moore, uh, Macho Camacho, uh, Bobby Chacon. Um, let's see. I've met uh, Evander Holyfield. You have? You met? Yeah. Really? Like my brother actually trained in the same gym as he did. The and, real deal Holyfield. The real deal Holyfield. Uh, I also met uh, my my brother. Now he's the guy to talk to you about meeting celebrities. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Gosh. Uh, George Lopez has been at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his own sitcom. For those of you who don't know who he is, who else came uh, over to that? Uh, Tanya Harding, the Olympic <laughs> figure skater. And. Uh, jeez. Uh, we had a crush on her back in the day. We did. Uh, Selena mm-hmm. Selena's been uh, Yeah, Tejano singer we Selena were both, We both had crushes on her <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's been over to the house uh, I've worked with uh, Van Halen uh, for, yes. for two days uh, That was an awesome. interesting experience uh, With Van Halen uh, uh, Met Sammy and, and Alex And Eddie And you should tell him. You should tell him. Uh, tell my, my, well, my uncle used to have a, a limo service in the 90s, and he got the contract to work with Van Halen. And he knew I was a big fan, and he asked me if I wanted, you know, to for the job. And I would have done it for free, you know. And so I took the gig. I took the gig, and... We met up with uh, Van Halen at one o'clock in the morning at the small airport here in Boise, Idaho, and it was like one o'clock, and I was just remember, just being nervous about it because I've never done this before. This and, is Van Halen. Yeah, this is Van Halen, and <laughs> and they came in this, their own private jet. This is one in the morning, and the first person I saw come out down the 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 the, the uh, airplane was a. Uh, Sammy Hagar and his wife. His wife is gorgeous, and she still is. She uh, kind of looks like Christy Brinkley in a way. And Eddie comes down, and Alex. Alex had like a neck brace. I don't, I don't know how he got that, but he came down, and and then uh, uh, Michael came down, and they got in the limo, and they had asked me to get more of their stuff from the jet. First time I ever been to a, like a, a really expensive, nice jet, luxury jet. I go up the stairs and getting some of their bags and stuff up there. And I just notice uh, the aroma <laughs> of the devil's salad. <laughs> and, um, and I remember this, they had like a really cute stewardess in there. She was like kind of wiping down tables and picking up empty cans and I just looked at her. I go, yes, I was sent here to pick up some luggage and stuff. She goes, oh, yeah, they're all set up here. 
and I was just like, man, it was I just remember the aroma was really, really thick. I think I, I think I got high just trying to grab the, the luggage. And just helping. Yes, and yeah. there was like a fancy, fancy jet. It was like TV screens on the on the wall and swivel chairs and stuff. I was just absorbing that, just like, man, this is cool. I've right. never been anything like this. So I grabbed all the bags and get back to the limo and we take them to the. Uh, uh, it was like the Red Lion Hotel. I don't know if that's yeah. what it is now. Yeah, it's Double Tree now. Yeah. And we dropped them off there. And each each uh, member of the band had their own list of what they wanted delivered to the room. Like, uh, Eddie at the time wasn't drinking at that time. He was still with Valerie. Wow. And uh, he had requested uh, Gatorade. And I had to make sure that he got a couple Gatorades and water. And then Sammy and his wife, they wanted Coca-Cola and and some beer. <laughs> and it was Pacific beer that they had brought with them. And I guess Sammy's got his own cantina in Mexico. Oh, in Cabo. Yeah. So Cabo, I took their beverages to their room. And Michael and Alex, they just wanted uh, Gatorade and water. And... Um, the uh, road manager tipped me that night. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I would have did this for free. He paid me uh, 100 bucks that night just wow. for picking them up and taking them to their hotel room and taking their beverages and bags into the rooms. So uh, 100 bucks, I was happy. And it says, okay, well, pick us up tomorrow. We'll go to the, the, the pavilion, <laughs> which is the Taco Bell, Taco Bell arena, arena now. So I still call it pavilion. Yeah, I know it's the pavilion. <coughs> so go home, all excited. I can't believe I got a hundred dollar bill just for doing something I would have done for free. <laughs> and the next day, I go to the hotel to pick him up, and we needed to go to the the uh, Taco Bell Arena like soon because they were doing a sound check. Right. So got all their stuff, their bags, put on the limo, and we go to the uh, the arena. When we get there, it was cool because there's people lined up, and I was able to go backstage and stuff. And they get out of the car, and each of them had their own room. It was, it was uh, the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their own like uh, dressing room. dressing room, and um, they had uh, fruit baskets all wanted in the room. So we I did that, and. Um, I went out to go see what the stage looked like. And they were all, it was all pretty much set up. They were just waiting for the bands to get up to do a sound check. I go out there and it was a huge stage. And behind the stage were like this huge display screen. And they would show like different videos of them and pictures of them. And then you have like this whole like bunch of rows of seats. And there was one guy at the sound check area and it was just me the sound check guy and i was just 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 looking around like the way that was set up was cool and all of a sudden uh eddie comes out and sammy and alex and michael they all get on stage and they're just putting on their you know their the instruments and sitting at the instruments and and uh it was just the band me and the sound check guy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Eddie starts playing Pound Cake. No way. That's and crazy. I'm like, 
Oh my gosh. And, and nobody's telling me to move or nothing. I'm just standing right between the sound check guy and Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> and they're playing. They're playing. They play like a full song. They played the full song at Pound Cake. Wow. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking, dude, I'm having my own concert right yeah, now. Yeah, with these guys. With these Van guys. Halen. There's nobody here. <laughs> And That's awesome. I, I'm like enjoying it. And they saw me. They knew who I was. They were like, and Eddie's like, gave me like the thumbs up. Like, is that good? Did that sound good? I'm like, you know, I did, did the old yeah. thumbs up again. You're like, and, pretty good, dudes. Yeah. So I had my little concert there. They, they played a, a few songs and they went back to the dressing rooms to relax. And mm-hmm. I uh, kind of kicked it with the, the roadies. And the roadies were like crazy dudes, man. They had like this huge toolbox that they would set up the stage and and they goes, Hey, Manny, come over here. So I'm like, Yeah, man. He goes, check this out. He opens up this huge toolbox and there was nothing but Polaroids of all these girls that wanted to get backstage and what they would do to, to get backstage. And I'm like, Are you serious? These are all the girls that want to get backstage? He goes, Yep. Says, yeah, we hook them up back here once in a while and stuff. I'm like, man. The life of a rock star. Yeah. So I had my backstage passes for the night and stuff. Mm, So cool. And uh, the the concert started. And uh, they they had this one band called Brother King, which is actually pretty good. They didn't do much. I think they had a couple albums out. But they, they opened up for them and met those guys. Those guys were actually pretty cool. And. Talked to those guys, and then uh, Van Halen came out, and I just got nothing but goosebumps because I followed them up toward the stage, and I didn't get on stage. I just went up to yeah. the the stairway, and nice. and they played. They they rocked, and I was standing right between where the crowd starts and then the bouncers and the stage. I was standing right where the bouncers were at. Wow. That's awesome, man. So, <clears throat> front, row. You're in the front, front row, yeah. And again, the uh, road manager calls me back. I'm going to the backstage, and um, they were setting up uh, food, like gourmet food. And they had more beers and stuff back there. And uh, he, his name was Bob. Now, Bob was, uh, he was kind of, he was a character. He was just like a... Uh, um, a road manager that you would see on TV. Guy had like funky glasses, kind of like curly hair, and he smoked. But it was funny because his smokes, he had a hard pack. Yeah. And if you know what a hard pack is, it was just like a pack of smokes, but there were it was kind of like a box shape. And inside, they weren't cigarettes. There were, yeah, the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. And he would smoke these like, like cigarettes because they were all rolled up for him and stuff. <laughs> So I never complained. I was just like, man, this guy is like risky. But um, he gave me another hundred bucks that night. Oh my gosh! And when the when the band got done playing, they came down and went to the where the food was all at. And Eddie and I still have this. Eddie gave me a a, a beer. He did. Yeah, I haven't opened it. He goes, here, man, have this. Drink this for later. And he put um, a. a a backstage pass sticker on on my beer, and I still have it. I That's should, so cool. I should post it. But um, after that, everybody ate and they got ready, and and uh, we I took them back to the airport. This happened for two days. But, That's uh, so cool. I never yeah. thought, you know, that would ever happen. When did you take the picture of Eddie's guitar? Cause you sent that on the way to the uh, on the way to the uh, 
the airport. I had to do two trips. Mm-hmm. So they were while they were eating, I had to go take their luggage to the jet. Yeah. So I went to the jet, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I have Eddie's guitar. Yeah. In the back seat of my car, the historic guitar. Yeah. In the back seat of my car, the one that you see on MTV, is in the back seat of my car. <laughs> With you. With me. Nobody else. This guy, this yeah. Mexican guy. <laughs> Who would know? So I was like, I was shaking. I go, you know what? No one's gonna believe me. I'm going to pull over and take a real quick picture. Okay, welcome back uh, to the to Two Dudes, The Adventures of Manny and Scott podcast. Um, this is where we want to thank some people. Uh, we want to thank all of our listeners, but we want to thank some loyal, some of our loyal listeners yeah. that we know have listened to our show, they've made comments to us, um, some, some on Facebook, some, you know, through text or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we want to, uh, thank, uh, one, one loyal listener, uh, is Ryan. I think we've, uh, thought we, I think we thanked him in the past, but Ryan, buddy, we know you listen. Uh, we appreciate your support and your, your funny comments as always, man. We love you, pal. Yeah, we do. And, um, and then let's see another, uh, old school, uh, one is, uh, Anjanette. Uh, Anjanette, you're awesome. Thank you for listening in, uh, giving us some feedback. Um, and, uh. Uh, I know that you'd mentioned that you know you wish you could join us, or, or and maybe we should have yeah. her on here. That'd be great. Dude, I think that'd be phenomenal. And so, Anjanette, think about that for the future. Um, but and, thanks for being a listener. Yes. And, yes, and we love you. And we do love you, Anjanette. Like, love you. Yeah, you don't even know. No, for reals. Yeah, like crazy. Love. No, like you don't even know. <laughs> she doesn't know yet. I don't think she knows. Well, well, maybe she gets on here. She'll find out. Then we can. Yeah, we'll have to tell her more. Yeah. So, Anjanette, think about it. Okay, <laughs> next one. Um, let's see. Um, well, my friends and family, but I, want, I, I guess going back to the Houston uh, story real quick, uh, when I got to go to that game and Mikey, your brother, mm-hmm. joined me, um, joined us. I was with my cousin, Megan, and her husband, Brian, and their, their uh, daughter, Mackenzie, and uh, just had a great time in, in Austin. Um, well, I went there in 16 and in, eight, in 17, um, but uh, just had great times with them, and and uh, that was their first time going to um, uh, Minute Maid Ballpark and watching the Astros. Oh, wow. so it was their first game there, so it was it was special that way too. But um, but yeah, friends and family, uh, you know who you are. We appreciate you guys listening too. But these are some special shout outs. Um, who else can we? Uh, there's one more. She keeps on bugging us, and I guess we're gonna have to uh, own it up and give the people what, what they, they really want. want, and that is to Steph. AKA, AKA Sucker. <laughs> you know who you are, Steph. Yes. Um, again, uh, I am not sorry that the Cowboys beat the Seahawks. Me neither. Which is part of this shout out. But it, we just want to let you know that. Um, Wait, did we? Oh, we did win that game. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah we moved so. on. We did move we on. We did move That's on. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw some uh, Doritos. A Dorito bag that kind of reminded me of her Seahawks, their yeah. nacho year. <laughs> we love you, Steph. Yes, we, we do. do. But we have to give you some of this back. You know yes. that. You oh, have yeah. this coming. She deserves it. Yeah, we've heard a lot. Yeah, a lot. Way. Ooh, yes. Yeah, but way too much, actually. Too much. But yeah, that's, that's. I mean, yeah, give it a shout out to her. And um, who else? What about... Um, Rob, Rob is oh yeah, Rob, big buddy Rob from yeah, New Year's. Great like, dude, 
Great dude. Great wife. Uh, hopefully he'll invite us again and and uh, and uh, hang out again. Absolutely. What about Mun? Mun. That's uh, a loyal listener, I think. Well. Uh, or is he not? I don't think he is. All right, forget, I, he, forget he, what yes, I just said. Yes, screw Mun. Yeah, he doesn't need a shout-out. <laughs> Who's he? Yeah, who is that guy anyway? But no, I mean, there'll be others. Uh, again, let us know if you have anything you want us to talk about on our next on our next podcast. Let us know. Um get a hold of us through our fan page on 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 facebook um leave us comments if you yes or know. even just email us at uh two dudes and a microphone at gmail.com let us know and if you guys have us any suggestions or you just want to tell us you know what you guys need to get off of air let us know <laughs> we, we promise we won't unfriend you no you, <laughs> have, the, you have the freedom of speech because you'd be like know. yeah i wasted what two hours of my life listening to you guys and I got nothing. <laughs> I get nothing exactly. So. And hey, but to be honest, to be fair, we never preached that we would give anybody anything yeah. on this show. You know, love. even though um, you have to pray to Just make a today. today. <laughs> but and if you do, and you listen to our show, we'll guarantee you that you'll feel loved and loved and love, because that's what makes the world go round. Hashtag truth. Hashtag we love you all. And hashtag we'll see you soon. (laughs) That's all for now. See you next time. Later.